Welcome to the Challenge Flag Podcast, where we put your fantasy season under review. This week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different, and we're going to be splitting out all professional football league content into its separate podcast. That way, you can have your agnostic, non-specific fantasy information in one podcast and everything about our league in another. We're going to go ahead and check in on our results for week four. In our first matchup, we had AFC Richmond or... RJ Beecher's team, myself, with 169.58 over Team Breezeless, which was Raj Landry's team with 114.3. We also had Risky Business Incorporated for Mr. Christian Risk with 133.06 over Team E.T. Woods, Ethan Woods' team with 129.76, and just an absolute heartbreaker of a loss there by Woods. We had the Continuously grammatically incorrect Robins Birds for Jordan Robbins with 131.00 over Team Drew K7 for Drew Kulos with 120.52. We had Commissioner's Curse or Blake Watson's team with 135.56 over the Creek Haven Comeback Kids for Blake Fuller, 106.82 in the Battle of the Blakes. And finally, we had the Chernobyl Janitors, the Matthew Beicher's squad with 138.24 over Waffle House Bankruptcy, Michael Costa's team with 112. One, four. It's time to go ahead and get into our week five preview, where RJ and I will be breaking down the week five matchups in the Professional Football League. Going over our records over the course of the season, RJ is currently 13 and 7. I am currently 9 and 10, looking to get over the 500 mark. I will be breaking down the very first game, which is AFC Richmond against Robin's Birds. Robin's Birds without the apostrophe, I might add. Breaking down this game, let's take a look at RJ's roster first. RJ will be starting Russell Wilson in his quarterback spot, uh, Mr. Dangerous himself. Followed by that, in the running back spots, we will have James Robinson and Miles Sanders. Really, you'll also have Joe Mixon, who's playing in his flex because of a late time slot in the week. Then you have Mike Evans and Mike Williams, the Mikey Mike and the rest of his funky bunch will be TJ Hawkinson and Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia defense as of now going through Jordan's roster we have Joe Burrow Joey B at quarterback Devin Singletary and Leonard Fournette at the running back positions strong wide receiver position with Justin Jefferson and Marquise Brown then you have George Kittle who put up a stellar zero points last week as well as Cordero Patterson and Kirk Cousins rounding out the flex spots and then the Los Angeles Rams defense against Dallas in his defensive spot. Let's go over the strengths and weaknesses for RJ. It's always nice when you can play a running back in your flex spot. I know Joe Mixon is there now. It's really more of James Robinson's spot. Joe Mixon is just there because of his late game. James Robinson had a bad week last week. I think he is in a prime bounce back spot. I think last week was a weird weather game. Philadelphia was a better defense than we expected. And the snap share was a little bit more skewed towards Travis Etienne. I don't think we see that again. It should be another great week for Hawkinson and Williams as well. Both Keenan Allen and Amon Ra are still not slated to play this week. If DJ Chark doesn't play as well, then Hawkinson could be in for maybe not a repeat performance of last week as Seattle's defense is extraordinarily bad, but he could be in for another 20-point performance. And looking at Mike Williams, Mike Williams doesn't have Keenan Allen to take some targets away from him, so he should be just in Herbert's number one this week. A great opportunity for both of them. And then across the board, there's just very good matchups for RJ. The concerns, well, 
the first time I'm going to say this this season, there's not many concerns for RJ. Of course, Mike Williams always has the unique ability to disappear and lay a goose egg for you. But I guess Russell Wilson is the biggest concern against an Indianapolis defense that has been good. And the Broncos offense, let's face it, it just hasn't been what people have thought it was going to be. So Russell Wilson will have a disappointing performance against Indy. I think RJ might be setting his expectations a little bit high for this game. So my biggest concern for RJ is the severe bottomless pit of depression he will fall into if he loses this week. Let's go ahead and jump over to Jordan's team. Some positives for Jordan. Alvin Kamara should be back on the field this week. He shouldn't leave fantasy managers high and dry like he did last week in London. I'm sure he was just sightseeing and didn't have time to play football just like he was during the Pro Bowl. It's very good news that Kamara is coming back when Cordero Patterson just went on IR and Devin Singletary is currently the only other option. So we'll see what Jordan chooses to do there. Of course, his wide receiver room is very strong. You have Justin Jefferson who had that bounce back week across the pond. And then you have Marquise Brown, who's currently the wide receiver six in PPR formats. I think he'll continue to get hyper-targeted until DeAndre Hopkins returns. So always going to be a great play for Jordan as long as he's getting 11 targets a game. Some concerns. It looks like Keenan Allen will still probably be out due to injury. That's, of course, going to hurt. He is a PPR machine. Your flex options, it's looking a little bit tough with Cordell Patterson going out. Isaiah McKenzie could be a good play depending on what is the game plan for Buffalo, but I think against Pittsburgh, there's a good chance that Isaiah McKenzie gets in and gets a bunch of targets when they take Stephon Diggs out of the game or take Gabe Davis out of the game and he just becomes the number one. I don't know. Uh, Garrett Wilson, we'll see what he turns into with Zach Wilson now at quarterback. So the flex position is very concerning for Jordan. My pick in this game, I'm going to go with RJ to win in an upset. I guess you can call it an upset when it's a 1-3 and three team versus a 2-2 two and two team. But I just like the dependability of RJ's running backs, and I like his easy matchups across the board. I think that Mike Williams and TJ Hawkinson are kind of in a golden situation, which should give RJ a slight advantage, and I'll take him to win this week. One thing that my team has struggled with so far this year is consistency. We went from 77 points two weeks ago to the 169-point outburst last week. So if I had to bet my money, I would think that we're probably going to come crashing back down to earth this week, and I'm going to err on the side of caution and pick Robbins in this matchup. Moving on to our next matchup of the week, we have Matthew Beicher's Chernobyl Janitors versus Chris Risk's Risky Business Incorporated. Flipping over to Beicher's roster, we've got Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, and Ramondre Stevenson as the running backs. Cooper Cup and T. Higgins as the wide receiver core, Travis Kelsey in the tight end spot, Christian Kirk in the flex, Ryan Tannehill as the super flex, and the Minnesota defense against Chicago. Positives for Matt's team. We've got several set-it-and-forget-it studs on the roster. There's no reason to worry about Saquon versus the Giants, Cup versus Dallas, or Kelsey versus Las Vegas. Another positive is that Higgins should keep the ball rolling versus Baltimore. Baltimore's actually allowed the most yards through the air on the season, and Christian Kirk will look to get back on track versus Houston's terrible defense. Concern-wise, while Stevenson has an excellent matchup this week versus Detroit, it's still hard to predict his usage on a week-to-week basis. I believe he's outsnapped Damian Harris last two weeks, but you never really know with New England running backs, so you just have to flag that as something where it's as soon as you think you've got 
Ramondre figured out Bill's going to be like, ah, you're getting no touches this week. And just something that's always going to be a risk when you're playing with New England. Our second concern is that maybe it's the quality of their opponent so far, but New York Giants have actually defended the pass quite well so far. Who knows when we'll finally see MVP caliber Aaron Rodgers, but this week isn't looking like it's the one, unless that New York Giants defense is truly just a fraud. Jumping over to Chris Risk's side, we've got Justin Herbert as the quarterback, James Conner and Jamal Williams in the running back spots, C.D. Lamb and Drake London as the two receivers, Darren Waller as the tight end, Brandon Cooks in the flex, Marcus Mariota in the super flex, and the San Francisco 49ers defense against Carolina. Positives. We quickly want to acknowledge our studs on this side when we have Herbert versus Cleveland and C.D. versus L.A. Rams, just so crazy that after week one, everyone was ready to abandon ship there, but he's just been so good, even in Dak Prescott's absence. Also, James Conner has fallen into the stud category a bit this year, but he's been less reliable. Teams can run on Philly, so Conner should produce, assuming Arizona doesn't fall behind too much, and assuming the weather doesn't get ridiculous like it did last week for teams playing Philly. It seems crazy to keep saying that this Detroit offense is just plain and simple, really, really good. Whether it's Swift or Williams, expect solid numbers again this week from that running back spot. And then the biggest concern that when you're reading through that roster, you definitely see this week is that London Mariota stack because they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they were just shredded by Kansas City, but come on, it's Patrick Mahomes. He does that to literally anyone he wants to. It's not a testament of the quality of their defense that Mahomes put 40 plus points on them. No, it's the fact that he's Patrick Mahomes. Marcus Mariota is not Patrick Mahomes. I'm not expecting much out of the duo this week, and that's a two-fronted concern as there are two starting spots that that impacts. My pick for this one is going to be Matthew Beischer. I'm going to take Beischer to win in this game against Christian. I think he has just too much firepower. Saquon Barkley, Cooper Cup versus Dallas, T. Higgins in what should be a high-scoring game against Baltimore, Travis Kelsey as always, and Christian Kirk in a great bounce-back spot against Houston, which is an indoor game, so the rain cannot affect him, or Trevor Lawrence, more importantly. I think that's just too much. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, that situation is still a little up in the air. C.D. Lamb, of course, can have a good game, but the rest of the roster, I just... I don't feel any sort of confidence that I can invest in in Chris's roster, so go ahead, give me Matt to win this game. Let's take a look at Drew K7 versus Waffle House Bankruptcy. I think that this will be a very good game this week. We'll start with Drew's roster. We have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. The running back pairing is Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Then the wide receivers are Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett followed by Mark Andrews in the tight end spot. The flex positions are rounded out by Chris Godwin and Geno Smith, who's had a very good season so far. And finally, the Buffalo defense against Pittsburgh in what should be a massacre of a game. Speaking of that game, Michael is starting Josh Allen at his quarterback spot with Damian Harris and Jeff Wilson in the running back spots. Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs round out the wide receiver position with Dallas Goddard in the tight end. The flex spots are Chris Olave and Derek Carr, and then Miami against the New York Jets this week. Looking at the strengths and weaknesses of their roster, we'll take a look at Drew first. Of course, Dalvin Cook should have a good game against Chicago, but we've been saying that about Dalvin Cook all season. The biggest strength of this roster will always be the Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews stack, as well as the matchup here for Tyree Kill against the New York Jets and Chris Godwin against Atlanta. 
I think Geno Smith draws a little bit of a tough matchup against New Orleans, as well as Tyler Lockett. I don't see a repeat performance from their game against Detroit there. So that's a concern of mine for Drew, as well as what will Brees Hall's split look like with uh, Michael Carter. It looks like he's starting to take over the backfield, but you just never know. So it's a risk playing Brees Hall until we see a more established pattern. Looking at Michael's team, obviously the double stack that we mention every week with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs against Pittsburgh. I think that that is a great matchup for them, as well as Devontae Adams and Derek Carr versus Kansas City. Las Vegas is going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Kansas City in that game. Jeff Wilson has been surprisingly consistent and strong for Michael, so that's a great play. Damian Harris, though, in your running back one spot is a concern. That Patriots backfield, I guess as long as Ty Montgomery is not getting carries there, it's great. One strength that I did not mention is Chris Olave is in position for another great week. If Michael Thomas can't go, he's clearly going to be the number one there in New Orleans, so that could be a great boost for Michael. My pick for this week is going to be Michael in Again, I guess what is considered an upset. Despite having Damian Harris in his running back spot, I think that the matchup against Pittsburgh for Buffalo is just a little too strong for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I'm sure they will put up at least a touchdown, as well as the scoring fest that's going to have to take place in Kansas City for Devontae Adams and Derek Carr to have a successful week. I just have too many questions about Drew's lineup, specifically the Brees Hall timeshare, and then how the Seahawks are going to perform against a better defense than who they have been playing when they go up against New Orleans. I think it'll be a very tight game, but go ahead and give me Michael to get the win i'm also gonna have to go with michael on this one his team is constructed to be very much live or die by his two stacks between Derek carr and Devontae adams and josh allen and stefan diggs and i just like their matchups a little bit too much this week for me to think that drew would be able to overcome with that i think they're both gonna put up great numbers and overall that's gonna propel this team to a victory our next matchup pits the commissioner's curse blake watson's team versus his nemesis Team Breezeless, Raj Landry squad. Jumping over to Blake's team, we've got Jalen Hurts as the quarterback, Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones as the running back duo, Michael Pittman Jr. and A.J. Brown in the wide receiver spots, Tyler Higby as the tight end, Cortland Sutton in the flex, currently Khalil Herbert as the super flex, and the Indianapolis Colts defense against Denver. Okay, so positives for Blake's team. There's no reason to be concerned yet again with Hurts and Brown as they play Arizona. Eckler gets Cleveland this week. No reason to be concerned there, assuming that they continue to feed him touches. And Aaron Jones played great last week against New England, and he should be able to produce again this week against the Giants on the ground. Concerns-wise, Pittman gets a really tough matchup against Denver on Thursday Night Football. This isn't an indictment on him, really, more of an indictment on Matt Ryan and my belief in his ability to play against a good defense. Little concern, fading Pittman a little bit. And Jamison's health concerns currently have Herbert slated to be Blake's super flex. That's not exactly what you want in a super flex kind of league, so we're going to have to monitor that situation and see if Jamison is indeed ready to go. Looking over at Landry's side of the equation, we've got Kyler Murray as the quarterback, Najee Harris and Nick Chubb as the running back duo, Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson as the receivers, Zach Ertz as the tight end, Devonta Smith in the flex, 
Jared Goff as the Superflex, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Atlanta at the defensive spot. Okay, positives for Raj. The Eagles' defense terrorized Trevor Lawrence last week, but I think Kyler and Ertz will need to produce to keep this game competitive. Uh, we've said it a few times, assuming the weather conditions are okay here. I do think that Kyler will be more competent than we saw from Trevor Lawrence last week. And then Chubb should keep rolling this week against the Chargers, who just allowed Damian Pierce to shred them for 25.9 fantasy points. Expecting another big week out of him. Well, Raj is playing Blake this week, so naturally his defense will go off and break Blake's heart, and the Bucks get a really, really phenomenal matchup against Atlanta this week. That's got to be mentioned in the positives column here. Concerns. Najee. 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 Oh, and De- Deontay, too, because... They get the Bills this week, and that Bills stout defense and rookie Kenny Pickett's first ever NFL start, whew, I want nothing to do with that game. And then there's lots of inconsistency between Devonta and Terry. Both had rough weeks last week. Both will be looking to rebound in decent matchups this week, but can you trust either of them? This one, I think, is surprisingly close this week, just considering Watson's matchup and some health issues. I'm still going to take Blake in this one, assuming he starts a super flex and not Khalil Herbert as a super flex. If he starts Khalil Herbert, I'm actually going to flip the script and change my pick to Raj. So that's my my caveat there. If assuming Jameis gets in the lineup or some other quarterback, I'm going Blake. In my matchup against Raj, I'm going to take myself to win. I think despite slightly lackluster performances for Michael Pittman and Cortland Sutton, in what was a defensive slugfest and just an ugly Thursday night football game. I will have enough points to overcome that disappointing performance. Additionally, I just think that there's too many holes on Raj's roster this week with Kenny Pickett coming in. Like I mentioned on the other episode, Najee Harris is my fate of the week. Well, it almost applied to Deontay Johnson as well. Deontay Johnson only saw two targets in that second half from Kenny Pickett. I just don't see that those guys performed to the level that they have before, and Najee might be considered a disappointment to this point in the season anyways. I'm going to go ahead and ride with myself. Breaking down Woods versus Fuller, let's take a look at Woods' roster first. He's got Tom Brady in the quarterback spot with Christian McCaffrey and Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming in at the running back positions. Jamar Chase, who's had a disappointing season so far, and DK Metcalf are coming in at the wide receiver slots. Kyle Pitts, who has had a more disappointing season than Jamar Chase, is his tight end. His flex positions are Amari Cooper and Matthew Stafford, and then the Green Bay defense against the Giants. Looking at Fuller's roster, we have Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback spot with Derrick Henry and Darrell Henderson coming in at the running back spot. Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddell are going to be the receivers. Gerald Everett will come in at the tight end spot. Amon Ross St. Brown, if he plays this week, will be in the flux spot along with Trevor Lawrence and then the Dallas defense against the Los Angeles Rams. Going over the strengths and weaknesses for these teams, Ethan's strength is obviously at the running back position. It's probably just about the only place he has the advantage this week. Christian McCaffrey against a stout San Francisco defense, though, is not really a matchup that I'm excited about. Las Vegas against Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think that that is a great matchup for Clyde Edwards-Alaire on Monday night, so maybe CEH can come in and save Ethan's week. Amari Cooper has a good chance for a bounce-back game against the Los Angeles Chargers, so that's a strength as well. But looking at the weaknesses, you have Matthew Stafford, who's been struggling this year against the Dallas defense, who's been surprisingly good. You have Kyle Pitts, who is 
I guess, a blocking tight end now. I'm not sure what's going on over there. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you have DK Metcalf against New Orleans. That's not really a matchup that I like for Seattle. So there's just not very many great matchups across the board for Ethan's team. Strengths and weaknesses for Fuller's team. The wide receiver position is going to be where he has perhaps the biggest advantage and that is because you got Debo going against a lackluster Carolina team you have Jalen Waddle going against a porous defense in New York the New York football Jets that is and then you have a Monra. if he comes back he'll be playing against New England who is usually really really good they're still good this year but they're not the new New England defense that we've come to know additionally Derrick Henry is playing against Washington Washington just I mean they look like a discount version of the Pittsburgh Steelers and I don't know how much more discount the Steelers can get this year so that's not great Patrick Mahomes if he gets into a scoring race against Las Vegas I think he's just going to go absolutely insane and Trevor Lawrence has a great bounce back opportunity versus Houston I think that there's just a lot of plus matchups across the board for Fuller here the one concern that I have is, of course, Darrell Henderson playing a split backfield. He might only get you four points on the week. Is that going to be enough to get the win? I'm not exactly sure. My selection in this game, I'm going to go ahead and pick Fuller to win despite putting Darrell Henderson in his lineup. I just think that his receivers have too good of matchups, as well as Gerald Everett has a pretty good matchup as well. I think that will be able to overcome the fact that he's starting Darrell Henderson. I think the fact also that Christian McCaffrey doesn't have great ma- a great matchup, Jamar Chase doesn't have a great matchup, Kyle Pitts, DK Metcalf. I mean, you go down the board, Matthew Stafford. They're not very great matchups on the board for Ethan this week, and so I think that's going to suppress his output a little bit, and I'm going to take Fuller to win this week. Oof, yeah, this is a, a really unfortunate matchup for both these guys. Obviously, Ethan had that heartbreaking loss last week where Matthew Stafford just decided to be a bonehead and lose in the game. Fuller lost one of his premium draft picks in Javante Williams. Clearly, just both guys hurting this week and going into a, a matchup against each other. On on the f- matchup front, I think I'm leaning towards going Fuller as much as I like the McCaffrey. And I mean, honestly, I, I'll... I'll say it. I've been wrong about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I always think he's going to regress, and he's been pretty good this year. Maybe that regression eventually comes, but for now, he's a good asset, and he's very startable. So the running back duo looks great, but I think Derrick Henry's still going to have a great game. I think Patty Mahomes is going to have a good game. I think Debo and Jalen Waddle will have good games. Maybe we get a Monra again. Maybe we don't. I, I see the back, bounce-back opportunity for Trevor Lawrence. So over, up and down Fuller's roster, I see some good options. I, I just can't believe in Stafford at this point. A Cooper has proven himself to be too inconsistent. Pitts is actually questionable at this point that we're recording, and it's looking like he might actually set out, which is something we need to take note of. DK against the Saints is tough. I think Jamar actually has a good game this week. So I think this one's going to be close, and I actually think this is a, a solid game of the week pick, but not in like the good way of like, this is a great matchup. Like in the... These guys are both reeling, and I think it ends up being a little bit on the closer side. But for that reason, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Fuller as well. And that will go ahead and do it with our Week 5 preview. Uh, thank you all for listening. We, of course, appreciate it. And as always, good luck with all of your matchups this week.